0: This week, we're featuring a face-to-face conversation with James Hunter, songwriter and frontman for the British band James Hunter 6. We spent quite a bit of time hanging out one afternoon, and a lot of that conversation cannot go on the air in the United States. We joke about it a little bit, and someday I'll put out those outtakes for you. We had a good time. Catch James Hunter 6 on tour across the west coast of the U.S. right now. Welcome to Country Fried Rock. I'm your host, Sloane Spencer. My guest today on Country Fried Rock is James Hunter, who's thankfully here in South Carolina. Who would have known?
1: Hello, Sloan. How are you?
0: Um, well, thanks so much. I've actually been a fan of your music for a while. But I don't know what the connection is of how you ended up getting with Daptone. tone all right. Catch me up there from the last record all to this right. brand well,
1: new one. I'd heard of them for about 20 years. I've heard of them. Me barber told uh, me about them. He played me some of their stuff Sharon Jones and that and uh, I thought there's somebody going for the same thing a slightly funkier version of what I'm trying to do. Well uh, much later uh, I end up getting signed uh, by a succession of uh, you know labels and uh, the uh, the last one Concord we did a recording with them and uh, we were looking for a producer and the most likely candidate for us was uh, Was was Daptone based on what I'd heard, so we uh, Concord got uh, Daptone to record their last one with us, and they also uh, Daptone also took charge of the distribution of the the vinyl version. Okay, and then afterwards we uh, us and Concord reached the end of our contract, and you know decided you know go our separate ways, and we were looking for someone else, and the only possible contender was was tone. and they they kind of expressed uh, an interest but i wasn't gonna <laughs> i wasn't gonna take maybe for an answer so <laughs> i just badgered them until they caved in <laughs> well
0: of course our listeners know i mean with sharon jones and charles bradley and i mean that's uh, that's our kind of music here yeah. we're loving this well and and sharon jones actually has moved back home which is about an mm, hour and a half from here
1: Get away. She's from down here, is she? She
0: is. Um, she's from Augusta, Georgia, which is right on the South Carolina border. So South Carolina claims it, even though it's in Georgia. James Brown lived in both, on both sides of the river, so both states claim him.
1: We're similar at home. We still think of the United States as an extension of Bournemouth. Right. You know.
0: By now, most fans of James Hunter 6 know his story of getting discovered in a gritty pub by Van Morrison. Because Hunter is such a character, we didn't even talk about that keep your eyes and ears open for something fun coming from our pals at the dive bar music club so this has been fun to get to catch this with the new record that just came out this past week with hold on clue me in a little more with gabe from him being involved in the previous record through this one not just changing labels but what changed for you all in coming to the new record with hold
1: on Well, um, as I kind of described it, we were looking for somebody to uh, do the next record with and uh, whoever's label we were going to record it under, after having worked with Gabe in the studio once, I thought nobody else was going to be good enough after him, you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I was going to make sure that even if they didn't end up taking us on, we were going to, you know, try and get it uh, produced by him.
0: Where did you all end up recording that?
1: This wasn't in their usual Brooklyn place, this was in a uh, Riverside studio, a place in Riverside, uh, California. That's the same place we uh, recorded the previous one with mm-hmm. him, a- and uh, we were the guinea pigs for that studio. He spent a week, when we recorded the first one, he spent the first week, uh, he was supposed to be trying to test the acoustics and get all that prepared, but he actually had to fumigate the place and get it cleaned out, <laughs> repair the roof, and get rid of the uh, bird stains on every surface there was. So um, he didn't. He, we he just used us to test the acoustics once we were in there because the time was running out. <laughs> and it was fantastic. I mean, I think he said he prefers the acoustics are there to the to the Brooklyn place. As a space to record, it was great. It's like playing in an aircraft hangar. It was just fantastic. Cool. Yeah. And it's you know I mean it was quite squalid as well, which suits us. You know, it's just like being at home.
0: It's funny. I was playing your new record for a friend of mine who's not super music savvy, but she's a South Carolinian. And I'll use a word that has very different meaning in the UK versus here in South Carolina. Shag.
1: That's it. I'm off.
0: Shag is our state dance.
1: Get out of it.
0: Your music is the exact kind of music. That's disgusting. And so when my parents moved to England from South Carolina, my dad would say, let's go shag. And his friends were like horrified because he meant they were going dancing. They meant something totally different. The least sexy dance on the planet.
1: Yeah, quite ironic that, <laughs> isn't it?
0: <laughs> I will not be surprised if you have people shagging in the aisles tonight. You've got a pretty active Instagram and I've been stalking you a little bit just to yeah. see a few things. Whose cool Yellow Bell Air was that?
1: Oh, I don't know. It was outside the place and I was gonna pretend it was mine.
0: Yeah, they didn't take you for a ride or anything?
1: No, well, they didn't appear. I think they just dumped it there. So we should have bunged it in the back of the bus. It was nice, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was really nice and really good shape.
1: Lovely, lovely bit of kit that was, yeah. So, you know, when you see something like that, you have your picture took in front of it and show everybody at home how well you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah look what I brought to the show today. Yeah, look what I just nicked.
0: <laughs>
1: You've been touring
0: through the Southeast, and I've already had friends out in Los Angeles saying, when are they coming out here? What, what's the rest of your U.S. tour look like?
1: Oh, it seems all right. I think we're going to Florida next, and then we're going to... We're, do, we're doing one of them blues cruises. That could be interesting. We've done a few They're of those before. Be really fun. They can be, you know, aren't we? We did a couple going to Mexico, one to the Caribbean, two to the Caribbean, and uh, this one's going to Mexico again. We've had a look at the boat. Oh, God. I'm not taking any pictures of the outside of the boat. <laughs> it, it was done up like a Tarts handbag. It looked really all, all flowers painted on it. It was... So, so, I'm going to take all my pictures from the deck so you can't see the boat. I'm probably not going to stand on deck in case somebody from a passing boat recognizes me. <laughs> well, hello, sailor, you know.
0: No, but you've done these cruises before. If listeners haven't ever been on them, it's really up close and personal between the musicians and the fans.
1: It's at once a captive audience and a captive band, you know. It's, like <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's quite, it's quite an interesting sort of uh, uh, experience, really. playing while seasick, it's a I don't
0: see... I don't travel well by boat.
1: You know not No, no. Actually, I did all right last time. We, we did one in Norway. We did this short cruise. And it was this. There were two separate events. One was the sort of R&B show, you know. And a completely separate entertainment was this quite camp dance troupe going on. And before we went on, we were watching them. And, and we were laughing at how... You know, we're not really sort of uh, dance experts, but we were kind of laughing at how inept they were. And they were sort of skidding up and down the stage. And we were... Were quite unfairly, laugh, laughing at them, and of course, when it's our turn to go on, we realised it was because the boat was tipping from backwards and forwards. So we were doing exactly the same. So karma thing. hit us straight away. Then, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that got me. The only, as I said, the only cruise I ever went on when my coffee went flying across the table and I magically got it. I was like, "Yeah, oh, well, oh, can't do this." And someone said later, some of them have them suspended from the ceiling.
1: You got to serve it at one end and then put your mouth at the other end. <laughs>
0: Y'all need the visual on this She's one, for dying. sure. <laughs> That's right. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> That's hilarious. So for your band, how do you all work together when you're going in to bring new, new material to be recorded?
1: Well, I tell them we're doing this one. They say, no, we're not. And we have a <laughs> set too, you know. And uh, after a while, I, I remind them that, you know, it's my band, <laughs> you know. And I go, mm, all right. <laughs> So, uh, well, uh, the actual writing process, I mean, I write the stuff myself, I sketch out the horn parts, you know, and I give one to each fella, you know, and they can actually write it down, they can put it in written form, they, they know how to do the dots. Right. They'll suggest various improvements, and uh, sometimes we all, we rehearse separately. Sometimes it'll be me and the horn section, and then I'll rehearse separately with the uh, rhythm section, and we glue it all together and hope it works when we all of us get together. It's because we all live at different points of the compass. You know, there's two of us live by the coast, two in London. We're all over the shop, you know. Mm. So we don't <laughs> outside when we're touring, we don't get to see each other much. It's nice to be out of each other's pockets for a while, you know. <laughs> Sorry for the bad weather that we have here. It's freezing, isn't it? I it's
0: terrible.
1: Oh, it's just mild now. We were in Asheville a couple of nights ago, and that was cold.
0: The big joke down here is it's so cold, we can't wear sandals right now. <laughs> <laughs> People in South Carolina wear sandals or flip-flops all year long. <laughs> but they might wear them to shag tonight. You never know.
1: They yeah, might do. Oh, no. Shagging footwear, eh?
0: I've noticed that uh, the record, you mentioned that the last one, I know, was then brought out on vinyl. And so with Hold On... Yeah. I've already seen some pictures of vinyl, but is that oh, yes. available to the regular public yet? Or
1: yeah, we we got it. they have run out of the uh, limited edition blue ones. That's a good problem to have. There's about two of them. <laughs> 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 I've got one of them, and uh,
0: one for um, one for dad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, but we we got them. We got the big black round ones, yes, and uh, the, those awful compact round things, whatever they call. Them. They
0: play a lot better in the car, though.
1: Yeah. and uh, I think there might be a few. Uh, we, we've got the Edison wax cylinder edition as well for <laughs> real collectors.
0: Uh, you know, I actually saw someone who's reviving the Edison wax cylinder. and
1: oh, I should think <laughs> so. I don't know why they ever left it. I mean, it. yeah, they're so useful. You don't have to turn them over. It's all on one side, isn't it?
0: The artwork on it is pretty distinct, and you, you've made oh, yeah. some funny things. I don't know if you were the one behind the funny alterations on Instagram or not.
1: Oh yes, I did that. Microsoft Paint. I, I did that myself. Should have held on. Yeah.
0: You've been. You. You also have a few where you've been subbing your head onto, you know, small children and dance girls.
1: Yes, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I've been. I uh, connected in connection with that. I had a few other interviews earlier on. That, like, two big gentlemen came out to see me. <laughs> The idea was mine. It was taken with my Rolleiflex by my best pal and neighbour Jeff Woods, who's a brilliant photographer and filmmaker. He took that he took that picture with a uh, friend of ours who lives around the corner from us. His back patio, you know, overlooks these roofs because it's it's quite hilly in Brighton, you know, and he's sort of his his uh, backyard faces these roofs. So I nipped out across his and, and scrambled up the roof and skidded across on me bum to the chimney and he got quite a dramatic shot so some people think I've been photoshopped in there but the only photoshopping was we removed the chimney from behind the head to <laughs> right. make He's it a better composition growing. yeah that's <laughs> it
0: are you a person who listens to other people's music or are you like yeah. oh turn it off
1: yeah um yes I do I mean uh I listen to I appreciate contemporary stuff that's going on but I don't sort of seek it really I mean I uh you know I'm a, i suppose I'm a bit of a collector really I scour YouTube for the stuff for the of the type I like that I haven't heard before and it does seem to be I mean yeah <laughs> YouTube is, is brilliant I mean that the, the thing is it's less romantic when you say when did you hear this record well I was scouring YouTube and I found it obviously that's the price you pay for making brilliant music more accessible to people true you know there's less of a <laughs> there's less of a saga behind discovering it but uh, well, it's, it's there, and I've, the latest editions of my record collection have all come from uh, going through there.
0: Any particular things you were prized or you're like, yes. yeah, there's
1: one. Well, Gabe, I, was, I mean, this wasn't just hyperbole. I mean, sure. I did say about Gabe, anytime he picks out a record and says to me, you're going to like this, he's always right. And one example was by the Falcons I Can't Help It. And George Sonny Carlis is the lead singer of that lineup of Falcons. And Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fantastic. It sounds like, the, sounds like the Impressions, but with a bit of Rocket feel behind nice. it. Uh, I thoroughly recommend that one. So, you know, he played it to me. And I went straight on eBay and looked for it. Actually, you know what? I, I met a fellow the other night. I hadn't seen him for about six years or more. And he dug out a, he had a copy of, a reissued copy of Five Reals think. Mm-hmm. And he had it signed by Johnny Tanner. I thought, wow, you know, and he, he just gave it to me.
0: Wow, that was nice.
1: That's why I like this job, people keep giving you stuff. That's
0: right, good stuff.
1: Uh, There was a a group called The Big Easies when we were in the uh, Neighbourhood Theatre in Charlotte. And also another one we offer whenever we can get him, there's a fella called Jesse D. I can't describe his voice, he sounds like a composite of several of my favourite singers, and I can't put my finger on who, but he's brilliant. Yeah, he's a good lad as well. We sort of press-gang him into... supporting us as often as we can it's good
0: <laughs> that's nice if you have the time do you like to be able to dig through record bins at
1: places oh yeah yeah the dap kings have got this nice mm-hmm. thing of uh carrying a record player on their tour bus nice of course because we don't live in this country we it's difficult to get it of course really but when you're in places like chicago you get all the stuff that was local hits you know in the in the bargain bins and stuff stuff that would be like the holy grail in camden town a right. sort of like they're just kind of like oldies that are thrown in the bargain bucket here. So uh, I've done all right there a couple of times. Yeah, in fact.
0: Are you looking for anything? You know, do you have something you'd love to find?
1: Sometimes old Jerry Butler albums, his VJ stuff, you know, his Philly stuff's good. But I mean, the my when he just left the Impressions, that kind of a bit, bit of a weakness for that slightly sugary stuff, you know. <laughs> Well, we met him in Spain. Uh, impressions. That was a big moment. Yeah, my, my lads were so uh, well. They were on the same bill. I, I didn't know till I got there. And my lads went to have dinner somewhere, and they saw they saw Fred Cash standing around, looking a bit disconsolate, looking for somewhere to sit. And they uh, they invited him to sit down with them and got chatting to him. Then uh, I spoke to him later on, and when I met him, was a lovely fellow. Yeah. And of course, because all the all the pictures I've ever seen of the Impressions don't tell you who's who's who, so I never know. I never knew which one was Fred Cash and which was Sam Gooden, you know. <laughs> and because he was quite a burly fella, I always assumed he was the Jerry Butler soundalike. He told me straight, he said, no, no, that was Sam that did that. I, I was doing all the high stuff with Curtis. Because every time you sort of the captions, never say left to right, blah, 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 you know. I always knew which one was Curtis because of the guitar and glasses, but otherwise it was...
0: James Hunter, have a great show, and thank you so much. Thank you very much. Take care.
1: Nice to meet you, bye Cheers. This is James Hunter off of the James Hunter 6 and our new record by the James Hunter 6, Hold On, is available at all good record shops and some in different ones. And also it can be ordered, I think, at www.jameshuntermusic.com.
0: Country Fried Rock is a listener-supported program. You make it happen. Thank you. Our Country Fried Rock stinger is from Steve Soto and the Twisted Hearts. Country Fried Rock is distributed to radio stations via PRX, the public radio exchange, at prx.org. Select episodes are also available via Airplay Direct at airplaydirect.com. Country Fried Rock is copyright 2016 by LilyPad Productions. DBA, Country Fried Rock. All rights reserved.
1: Heather, he been helping us Country Fried Rock.